commercial break. Oh, right. In the, oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then uh, Spencer did the weather. I forgot that there's shows And uh, Gabriel did the news. We're back. We're back uh, from the BBC update. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're listening to KAOP AM 1045. Uh, My name is Danny. I'm Joseph. And we're Accents on Purpose, the weekly radio show uh, dedicated to the musical happenings of Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we're broadcasting from KAOP Studios. I bet I know how many watts we have, Dan. Uh, you want to check the meters? Yeah. All right. 88. Oh, cool. We got every 88 day, watts. Every time. We got 88 watts of power going out through our uh, transmitter. Uh, let me check my figures. That means our signal is reaching as far north as Juneau, Alaska, <laughs> as far south as La Grande, Oregon, and as far east as Omaha, Nebraska. So if you are in any of those places or within that region, uh, call our toll-free number, and we'll be taking calls later. I'm glad you know how north, how far north the signal goes. Well, it's just you know? nothing. You know. I'm glad you know. Oh. All right. <laughs> this is why I'm the co-host. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you know. How many Junos do you think you're going to get in? This thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to work another one. Well, what should I Alaska again? Oh. Uh, how you doing, Joseph? I'm doing pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been good. Yeah, had a lot of weekends, weekends uh, on vacation lately. So. You went to Bonnaroo. <laughs> no, I didn't. You didn't? No. I thought, what, why did you take all that vacation time? Uh, and go to Tennessee. Oh, I watched Bonnaroo from outside of it. Uh, no, I went to Bellingham. I went to the beach. Bellingham, Washington? Um, yeah. Is there another Bellingham? I'm sure there is. There's two Parises. There should be two Bellingham. I bet there's more than two Parises. There's a couple Parises. Are there? Three? There's a Paris in Michigan, I think. Oh. And a Paris oh. in Texas. There's a Paris in Texas. And a Paris in... France. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Come wow. On. How have you been? Not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, the owner of the record store has been uh, out of the country, so I've been working a lot, and I've missed everything uh, that's been fun. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I have. Uh, I missed the last Cairo show ever. Oh, yeah, so did I. Uh, Joseph, um, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, now, <laughs> have you noticed that every, um, uh, every person in Seattle has a DJ night, right, at this point, right? It seems as such, It yeah. seems as such. And so now it's kind of the point where DJs have to start actually bringing in bands mm-hmm. because no one will just go to hear them play all the records that are on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all the records that are on YouTube. All the records that are on YouTube. Uh, and so the last time I went to a DJ night with a band, I saw this fantastic band called Nail Polish. Oh. Uh, and so I asked them to come to the studios. I've seen Nail Polish. Yeah, I've seen them before, too. Isn't that good? Uh, but that was the last time I saw them. Let's uh, get them on the show. Let's get them on the show. Let's, let's, let's go. Hey, oh, they're here. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Uh, why don't you folks introduce yourself and uh, what you do in Nail Polish. Or not. I guess <laughs> no one seems to be doing uh, I-, I am... Uh, <laughs> okay, go. Uh, I am Aiden Fitzgerald. I play bass and sing. I'm Sloan Flashman, and I play guitar. I am Gems, and I play drums and sing. Wow, nice. Welcome. Like, well, you guys yeah. seem very excited about your positions in the band. I just <laughs> want to say that. I couldn't decide whether to say shout or sing. Oh, I don't know. Questionable. Question. Sing. Sing. <laughs> sing. So now, Sloan, this is your first band, what? Yeah, correct? Yeah. That's annoying, because of, <laughs> of how good it is. <laughs> Most people's first band, like if I were to listen to my first band, it's just, it's awful. It's so bad. Well, it's so, pretty, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty bad for them too, because I don't know how to count and, uh... <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? I know this vampire dude, he's really good at it, and he's really good at teaching people. That'd be kind of cool if a band had a recording of that, like sampled. That's how they started every one of their songs. One, two, three, four. So slow. So this being your first, I think that's. I think it's really great. And so I kind of want to hear how the band got together from your perspective, because with a lot of other bands, like you ask them, like how the band come to be, and they're like, well, you know, we jammed. You know, so when they all played other bands and they knew each other. Yeah. So how you from from your point of view, how did this? How did nail polish come together? Besides, we jammed. Uh, <laughs> How did the first jam start? Um, so, uh, Aiden, uh, it started with Aiden coming to this uh, awful house I was living at. Um, but it had a basement, and what it was the. 
Uh, it was kind of in the central district. Okay. Um, it was infested with everything, and uh, oh, the palace. It was the it was the bug palace, and uh, or bug manor, depending on uh, uh, which visitor you were to it. Um, but uh, we started there, um, and we would have uh, our buddy Jake uh, sit in on vocals and stuff, uh, and we'd kind of mess around with just uh, kind of like Friday night, uh, trying to learn how to play something other than, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin, uh, <laughs> riffs, uh, no, uh, and then, uh, we just started playing regular enough, started writing some actual stuff and like following up on it, but, uh, Gems and Aiden were quite familiar with each other through the, the uh, now defunct and in progress towards something other. I'm like giving away... Is, is, there like a, is there like an unveiling yeah. of the... Uh... We, we can beep anything, so... Okay, well, you should just... <laughs> just clear everything that <laughs> I say <laughs> out, please. Yeah. Uh, just bleep out uh, <laughs> this is, yeah. can, If you could do that. Uh, from Smiling, um, and I believe Gems played drums first, but not... The first instrument was drums and hadn't played in a hot mm. second or, or ever no. in a band? Yeah, this is the first official band that I have ever played drums really? in. Oh, you played other instruments. Yeah, 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 yeah typically okay. guitar bass. Okay. Were you happy um, about that? Yeah, I was really excited. I jumped at the opportunity. So what, yeah, I think what got garbled in what Sloan was saying is that <laughs> Aiden and I were playing together and smiling, and uh, Aiden and Sloan were playing together in Sloan's basement with their friend Jake, who I all, whom I also knew. And uh, when I heard of their project, I was like, please, me, me, I want to play drums. And I wasn't very good in the beginning, so <laughs> <laughs> they with us. One, two, three, four! <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, that was about the extent of what I could do. Well, then how long did you play together before you played a show, then? Well, wait. How did break? How did Jake break the news that he was uh, quitting the band so and moving to New we, York? We 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 all started playing music. Sloan and Jake and I in like May of two thousand fourteen. Let's say we'll we'll, we'll have our lawyers check in. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> and then in like June, <laughs> in June he kind of hopped into that Seattle to New York pipeline that we all know so well, and. <laughs> I think the vacuum. After, yeah, exactly. After maybe after. Wait, wait, wait! wait. You know, there's like those tubes that they used to have for banks, where you. Yes. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes People straight just there. Um, Continue. But so I think we probably had one practice altogether. I think it was maybe even two. Maybe, maybe even two practices. Because yeah, there are recordings on my computer of all three of us and Jake. If but, you know how to steal his hard drive and want to put out a bootleg, email us at Accents on Purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, it was like pretty early on that he was like, you know, I'm going to go to New York. And he was also justifiably so kind of like um, uh, living, it, living it up in his last summer in, in Seattle. So we, we weren't really seeing him all that much in, in general. So we decided, you know, Gems and I kind of were like, well, we can we can do vocals, uh, we can sort of trade off on that, and so we decided to go on without without Jake, so who, by the way, is a legend. Uh, Jake, <laughs> Let it be Jake the Snake Muhlenberg. Look him uh, up. Sloan, how did you feel about not singing? Did you, did you feel were you okay with that? It was excellent. Did they even, did it's they, still did they, excellent. Did they, did they even talk to you about that? Was it even up for discussion? Nope. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't. What? I couldn't even. I couldn't even keep time, let alone, uh, I can't really raise my voice loud enough to get into a microphone. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, no, totally, uh, that worked for the best, I think. So what was your first show? I can't remember what it was. Our first show I know I missed it, but was at... <laughs> well, I do, because I remember being excited about it, and then... We, we it. were lucky enough, um, Gems and I both played in Smiling with Troy, who also hopped into the tube to New York in Smiling and so we have and we have a lot of friends and our, our, our very close friends our family uh, stickers so we decided to book our first show in March of 2015 uh, at, Hol at Hollow Earth and it was just us and them 
right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it was just wow. us and them, like March something or other. Um, and that was awesome. It was great. It was a really good show. I remember being incredibly nervous. Yeah. And I think we actually started playing music in earnest in probably October or November. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when it started. It was to get a regular. pretty quick turnaround because we had kind of, it had fizzled out when Jake was on his way out the door and we all kind of enjoyed our summers, etc. And yeah. Smiling also went on tour. Smiling went on tour in August and we got back and I think, yeah, it must have been September or October. Yeah. Yeah. So now with Jake and Troy both in New York, are you worried that they're going to start um, Nail Polish 2? They're just, they're going to start a band, but they're both just going to do vocals. <laughs> Imagine Cocteau Twins without any instruments. Well, if I saw that on a flyer, I would be like, that's weird. And not, and not go to the show. Actually, Jake does have a, a project out there that's really cool. It's called Care. The, word, the name Claire with a J instead of an L, so it's Kier. Um Is that, that from, is like Icelandic? I think it's from him uh, misspelling Claire on his phone. Um, but uh, that he, he does play music out there, really weird, out there, sort of... Uh, it's, it's, it fits into some kind of wave, but I'm not sure how mm. or what wave, but uh, it's really good. Yeah, and it's, I can't keep track of the waves Yeah, anymore. there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pre-something and post-something else. Um, <laughs> but he worked on that with a friend of ours named Claire, and it's like a video video art, uh, yeah, video video art music project that is wonderful. That uh, you know, if they ever decide to fly out here, they could be on this wonderful show. Well, it, they're not. They're well, east of Nebraska. I don't know. I don't know. If someone can't, if someone can't fucking spell Claire on their cell phone, I don't know if I want them near my microphone. So, uh, so now. Uh, Jakers, if I can call him that since uh, he's yeah. not here. Uh, Jakers was uh, one-fourth of uh, Help Yourself Records. That's right. Is one-fourth. One is one-fourth. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is one-fourth. Uh, was in the band. Your first release came out. From Help Yourself. Yes. Um, how did that happen? Did you just be like, hey, you fucking you quit our band? <laughs> you <call> us? <laughs> Nepotism. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we all, we're all pretty good buddies with everybody in Help Yourself. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're great people. Yeah, they're great. Uh, <laughs> wow. It should be said now. <laughs> JK, JK. <laughs> great people. Mark guy. Um, uh, no, he's great too. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want like a, just like a quick release? Is that why you wanted a tape or did you just like... Um, all of our songs are Four less than long. a minute and a half long, <laughs> yeah. so uh, de facto. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was that? I would yeah. love to see like, an, like a twelve inch with like there's like really like wide a whole lot of reflection in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that my choice having such short songs? You guys, sometimes when I listen to you guys, I feel like I'm listening to like the Minutemen or something because it's that like I think it's both inventive and that immediate, like that immediacy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I know that they didn't necessarily like choose to have their th- songs that short. That's just how they wrote. Like, I don't know. I think it's how we write. I think it, we're also really big on editing. Uh, like, we'll write parts and immediately be like, let's just do that three times. Yeah. Um, I mean, all your songs feel complete. They're yeah. Not, yeah, it's not and like, then, oh, that should have been. We're, we're going, I think that's kind of what we're going for is like, uh, we definitely want to have all the parts of the song, but cut the bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. No need to repeat a chorus like three or four times. Yeah, and also no need to have a minute-long intro before you start singing. And it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't suit us quite too well. Yeah. I like it better because it makes all the parts have that much more impact. Because it's mm-hmm. like you get it that one time. Sure. It's just. Do you think you just do like a special night, like a drone set? <laughs> <laughs> just like all of your notes, just sure. slow. Boom. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Oh, man. Getting a lot of mileage off that count. <laughs> you know I am. You know I am. You know I am. Uh, so anyway, so, um, yeah, your tape. So you just, it, it, it just felt like you like wanted to get something out there like very quick. I'm not, I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Is that why you wanted to do a tape or you just... It, I, 
Come on, it did kind of coin. I mean, there was kind of a. Sh- it was kind of the end of like the first phase of writing and stuff. It did like whether it was by choice or not. It did kind of coincide with like here's where we're starting to write newer things. Are we in phase so, two now? Is that what that means? Um, we're stepping into phase three. We're stepping into three. Uh, oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I missed two somehow. No. No. no phase, two. phase two is in the works. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as the completion of phase two. Yeah. But we're already moving on beyond that. Yeah. yeah. We, we write really fast and we, we practice a lot. I think sometimes we, practices go late too. They go very late. <laughs> they go very late. They go, sometimes they go like around a half an hour late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we write a lot and, um, there are times where we'll crank out, uh, two new songs in two weeks. Um, we have something that we call the bank, which is like we'll come in and like jam, and usually out of an hour or so of jamming, will be like three amazing guitar parts or just amazing parts that we'll like think are really really cool, and then we'll just kind of record them on the phone and then bag them, and then two months after that we'll just go through the bank, and there's like thirty different little snippets that we're like, okay, you know, hope I'm not giving away our strategy. Is that, like, bad? Oh, my God. There's people at home in Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, everybody, I'm sure everybody does. Teenage metal. Okay. I'm going to rewind it. You you write it down. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody does that. So that leads me into my next question. When was the last time you saw UFO? Actually. Oh my god, on tour! We, we actually saw yeah. one on tour. Oh, yeah. It was uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. It was, we, we were, were driving between San, uh, San Francisco and Santa... Were we driving to Santa Rosa? Yeah, to Santa Rosa. Yeah, we were driving drive. to Santa Rosa, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were prob- probably around Vallejo, I think, on, yeah. on the freeway. I was, I was driving. Dr- I was driving. I was driving. You were driving. I was, I was, I was driving. in the captain's seat. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Pete, Pete Capone... You may you may know him. Oh, legend! Yes. Been on the show. Pizza Pete uh, was right behind me in the back seat, and he starts freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god, I think that's a UFO! What is that?" And I look, and I'm just like, "Ah, oh, that's just like a helicopter or something, whatever." And I go back because it's fucking traffic in California. And, Keep your eyes on the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then we get to the show in Santa Rosa, and the, no, I mean meantime, we were freaking out. Yeah, the everyone, is like freaking the out. everyone else is freaking out. I'm just like, oh my god, just like shut up, everyone. <laughs> I will uh, turn this van right yeah. past you. <laughs> back to Santa. Oh, yeah. um, and then we get to Santa Rosa, and everyone's looking at their phones, and up up and down the entire coast of California, people are reporting a sighting of this. This light that was way, like a, way too high up to be a plane. And, and the, it, the light it, was moving incredibly fast. And this huge swath of light. And there's like a green and cone behind it. A and green like a, cone. And like a lighthouse light, like just extending out super huge, far. Way huge, huge cone of light. And you can what? see videos of it yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Um, and, CNN and the government... about it. Said the government said that they were testing... Um, missiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was in a missile. But it was a, it was a UFO. But people saw it uh, from L.A. to the Bay. Yeah. So, huh. I don't know, it's pretty freaky. I'm going to look that up when I get And I, I was... You say act- it's on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't have, we don't have internet at the studio. <laughs> it's on YouTube. We, we, we spent all our money it's on, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I'll, I'll check YouTube. <laughs> um, I was actually... I Because I love watching uh, UFO sightings videos. Um, I was actually watching a great <laughs> compilation the other day, and there are great multiple sightings, video of these sightings of the exact same shape and and style of, of UFO. That so as someone who watches these videos, aren't you bummed that you were the only person in the car that wasn't into looking at it? I mean, I saw it, I looked at it, but I had to explain it away uh, at the time because be happening to you of all people. Right? Yeah. No, I know, I know. You know what's? Weird? I, I I saw it though. I you know I feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> so what's weird is I just learned very recently that one of the first big UFO sightings was here in around Seattle. Really? It was right near Mount Rainier. A guy. It was like in 1947. 
and he reported seeing like nine disc-shaped things while flying his helicopter, or flying his airplane. Wow. I never knew, wow. it was, but hmm. it was like right by Mount Rainier. Hmm. Just a little. Wasn't little there that one movie about some guy who like lived in the woods around here? It was like from the Silver movies? Sky. No, Independence <laughs> Day. What? Independence Day Two is coming out. Oh, oh thank God! <laughs> Resurgence. Yeah, Resurgence. You know, one thing I do regret is uh, in 1996, I was in Sacramento, California. The day that Independence. That's what you regret was being. In no, Sacramento. no. The, the, the day that Independence Day came out. And we went to the theater and we're like, oh, fuck, the line's too long, fucking. And I just really wish I would have fucking just waited in line and gone to see Independence Day on July, July 4th. 4th when it yeah. came out. I was yeah, six when it came out, or like seven, and I, I went to go 76. see it. I was 76. And I went to go see it, and there was a bomb threat. There was a bomb threat on the... On the uh, really? On the theater. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I couldn't see it, and I was, I was like really scared that like... The rest of the day that the bomber was somehow watching oh, us. Watch like you go man. home and you're like, yeah. I don't know. Like, he was just trying to your head. He's a man. Like how could he possibly get a bomb into a movie theater? Like, <laughs> no one's paying attention. It's just some like shitty high school kids working there. <laughs> That's fine. He's. Been, I used to work in movie theaters, making fun of it. Um, so now you. I mean, I mean, the thing is. Another thing I regret not doing in Sacramento is like playing dice at five in the morning. Mm. How do you know? How, now, what's <laughs> his favorite game to do? Yeah. 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 If you folks ever played dice at five yeah. in the morning, no, junior in, uh, <laughs> in Sacramento, uh, oh boy, yeah, we we played a show at um, an all ages venue in Davis. Called third spot, third, third place, space? Third, third space, third space. In between third spot and third place <laughs> is third space. Uh, terrible math. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, it's sort of like the the Davis version of the Vera Project, except it's just one huge, big kind of. It's an old garage, and there's like. Is a there print. a Red Bull machine? <laughs> is there, is there a the Red Bull machine at the Vera Project? There has been. Uh, okay, I mean, I believe you because of because you brought it yeah. up, but continue. maybe. But anyway, we, we, it was like a, a a good show. There's lots of college kids. They were like really amped to hang out. But we ended, up, we, we ended up we ended up going to hang out with uh, Chris Woodhouse, who is the producer and engineer of uh, all the OCs albums, mm. as well as most albums. most <laughs> amazing albums. Uh, and he also, I think he's a partner in Castleface, or he's like their in-house engineer. Anyway, we got to stay in his studio. This is all connections through uh, Pete Capone. Um, and uh, we, we, yeah, we stayed up very late at night uh, drinking beer and playing dice. Was he recording it? Uh, we haven't found out yet, but... I, uh, <laughs> he, he was recording it with his mind. For, for a lot, he was kind of just like sitting back and we're like, hey, do you want to play dice? He didn't play a single game. He was just kind of like there One, six, hanging okay. out. Yeah. Two and eight. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 He was actually. Yeah. He's recording in his mind. Maybe he's just like building up data. He was data the rules. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was catching all of our tells, even though yeah. there are no tells. He was going to start playing, <laughs> but you guys quit at like five a.m. He was going to jump in at like five fifteen. Yeah, he's so you all. He's kind of a five fifteen kind of guy. <laughs> but we ended up playing a lot of dice. Card yeah. Just his name and quote a five fifteen kind of guy. We ended up playing a lot of dice on tour, and then we came back and we had a. Uh, we were we we uh, had a problem and I go to gamblers. And well, we were, we're actually just finishing up shooting a, our music video like a month and a half ago with the wonderful Sarah Strunen and and Ben Violet. Uh, Sarah's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the show yeah. With, with, oh. with yours truly. Oh, um, and uh, we were kind of bored because they were doing all this film stuff. So we just kind of ducked off to the side to play dice for a little bit. Because <laughs> I usually keep dice in my jacket now. Uh, okay, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to go to a convenience store to buy dice? We've yeah. tried. Most convenience stores don't have them. Oh, I've seen it. No. I got, I got some from Walgreens okay. recently. Oh, really? I've seen them in convenience nice. stores. I don't think I've ever set out place. to buy dice. <sighs> I think we were hanging out once and I bought dice. We were hanging out with the bone. And Alana and we played dice. Oh yeah, what were we doing? We we're playing dice. Playing dice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was like a summer day. Oh okay, weird. So you just lied. Yeah. <laughs> to all eight thousand listeners. Everyone in Omaha. Everyone in Omaha. Oh. Uh, so do you think you have a gambling problem? 
I don't think so. We, you, know. you want to bet on him? <laughs> can you, can you yeah. quit at any time? Aiden actually lost one of his dice, so when I tried to well, yeah, get, yeah, get him to bust bust them out in Spokane, that wouldn't work anyway. Ho- there were too many people yeah. canoodling in that hotel. That Whoa, it's true. Room. There, 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 there was some. <laughs> as far as there was some of that. It was just. It was just such a like great hang. I don't think anybody wanted to stop to gamble. <laughs> Other than you and me, I would love and, to and be we the party. Short a dice. So we were short. Were it was my fault. Right from the I bring go. I bring dice in my in my jacket pocket. One of them must have fallen out at one point, so I only have four dice, which you can't. It's like nothing. Did you say no dice? It's useless. <laughs> oh. that <one> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I was clever, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Wait, I would love to be at a party where everyone's having a good time and people are like spooning and stuff and canoodling. There was no. <laughs> And then there's one guy who's like, you guys want to play dice? You guys want to play dice? That was and me! Yeah. That was me! And everyone's like, no, I'm, I'm making out with someone right now. I don't really want to play dice. Sorry. It the whole exchange would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Excuse me, can you stop hissing? Do you want to play dice? <laughs> so what do you have going on? What, what, what's coming up in the future? Yeah, what's fa- what's the end of phase two mean for us? An Ant-Man movie? We, uh, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> The laughter shows it. No, I wanted people to know. <laughs> We've got uh, a couple of good shows coming up. Um, Are you playing first? Because that was the thing for, I think it was nine months. Every show you played, you were the opening band. And I missed you every single time. That's mostly that's a still a thing. I really <laughs> like it because when you're the only band I want to see on the bill, I only like go to the, yeah, the that's, show. That's, and then I can it's be, good for that. Sorry to the other bands. but um, even, even when I saw you uh, at the Den, you were the first band. Yeah, we were the first the band. band. Yeah, yeah. We were the I alpha and omega it. of that show yeah. at the Dan. The Dan. <laughs> Um, we've got a show coming up on Friday, which we're looking forward to, um, with Mets, opening for Mets. And then on July 22nd, we'll be playing the Block Party. Which place? At oh, Numo's. What time? At 7 p.m. On what Friday. day? Friday? On Friday, yeah. So it's a pretty prime spot. It's pretty prime spot. I'll be there. But we're, pretty... right, we're right. Uh, Do Normal is after us. Do Normal is so. after us. I thought you said doing mollies after us. We're doing mollies. Perhaps. Yeah, we throw them out at shows now. That, I mean, that would be a really good way to get every person you probably don't want to come to your show to come to your show. Yeah. Sell a lot of merch. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, uh, I was just at a poetry reading where they're selling joints as merch. You see it? Whoa! Yeah, bum that we missed that. I know. What's <laughs> funny is that I was there. It was at the Lusty Lady. And I thought you were there, but it was your brother. Yeah. Um, and for a second, I'm like, oh, this will be really funny if Aiden cancels. <laughs> and be like, yeah. dude, uh, we're going to have to cancel. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it, was your, it was your brother. I really wanted to go to that. I, we have a bunch of friends reading there that were reading there that night. But we, had the sh- we had the show on Friday, and we needed to squeeze this in. You know? uh, it was good. I only saw the first two, uh, but it was fun. And it was just fun to being in... Uh, like yeah, it's at, it was uh, it was at the Lusty Lady, but now it's completely gutted, and so it's just like bare brick walls and fucking boards and nails and yeah, it's fun. You hate that kind of shit. I would like to see a couple people, especially Do Normal. We played a show in Spokane with Do Normal, and she's amazing. We're excited to be sharing the stage again in uh, July. Mm-hmm. Seems like everyone just got sad. <laughs> what just happened? The mood has dropped. Mood. Is it because I brought the poetry reading? I've got insane FOMO. I've got FOMO coming out of my ears. Um, no, what's funny is that I have a weird opposite version of FOMO. Which, like, okay, before I was saying that, like, you know, I've been working a lot this past month because my boss has been out of the country uh, buying records in Costa Rica. Uh, and it's weird is that sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm like, I have to work and I'm like, ah, it's probably a good thing. I've probably just gone there and fucking just like not known anyone and just been drinking in the corner. So fu- good. I'm glad. I'm fucking glad I had to work. It's this weird, like opposite of FOMO where it's like, that's, uh, uh that would have fucking, would you know what I would have fucking, I would have taken the bus to the U district and gone to this fucking basement show. And, but then there's been like the black, like sitting in the back drinking beer. That's, uh, that. my friend Tim and I talk about this. It's phobie. Oh, phobie. Fear of buying in. Oh, <laughs> which is, which is, you're 
you're like, oh, I'm not. Am I gonna get sucked into this stupid? You know, you know, you know. You don't want to be the guy in the back where there's nobody there, or you know, it's not actually that fun. We've all been to shows where we're like, oh, that was really lackluster. We've played shows that that was kind of lackluster. <laughs> so. That's even worse when you like bring all your gear there and you play for like 20 minutes or something, and then the rest of it is just shit, and you have to be there the rest of the night. Yes. Uh, can you name? <laughs> can you we played name? only magical shows with great bands. <laughs> can you, yeah, I was gonna say I want, I want to. I want to hear names. I want to hear names. Um, so we're talking about drugs. We're talking about Molly. Have you ever like lost drugs? Lead into a story. Ever lost drugs, but then like found them again, but then like lost them again? Has that ever happened to any of you? Same. Thing. No, they, I think they just like sat SSDD down. They're like, they like, yo, what happened on tour? And they were like, UFO, dice, sticky Ricky. So this is this one is Ricky and I. This is my story ricky and i were we when we were on when we were all on tour when we were in sicky ricky by the way is the the magical guitarist for a band called steel shit do drugs right so uh, the band was on but uh he was not yet in the band yeah oh it was their phase one yeah yeah that was Which the phase they're in now is fucking awesome yeah they, totally they, kill it they uh the show they did at the cockpit was, that was un- it was yeah. unbelievable i couldn't i was so amazed how great that was like the best band set i've seen in a really long time totally but jim you were talking about drugs <laughs> uh so we were in and we were hanging out at the band's uh, house that we set up the show when we played with and we're staying with and realized they had a lot of weed. And we're like, oh, hey. Wait, get when you, like, how do you realize they had a lot of weed? Did you open the had a lot of weed. freezer by accident? Well, you know, they, like, they, 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 had, they, they had some out. They had a bong. You know, yeah. you know, you know who... When yeah. you're somewhere when someone has weed, you know. Yeah. You know? Especially as a stoner. You you get the vibe. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like gaydar, but for drugs. You know? <laughs> uh, and I think I saw someone wearing a t shirt that said that. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I'm lying. <laughs> so someone should make that though. But uh and so we asked, we're like, hey, can, can we get some? And she was like, you know, I actually sell a little on the side. Why don't I just sell you some? We're like, great, that's fucking awesome. Now we have weed for the second leg of the tour because we both ran out. I had actually lost uh, my vape pen, my like disposable vape oh, yeah. pen earlier in the tour. So it's not actually the only o- drugs that were lost. Were you signing yeah. autographs and you accidentally signed with a vape pen? Yeah, <laughs> and then just let the person keep it. <laughs> um, no, but so that so we bought some, we smoked it that night, cool, whatever. We, we end up in uh, um, and that night we go to bed and Ricky comes in and is like, fuck, I think I lost the weed. And we're like, oh my God, what did you do with it? And he's like, well, and we're staying on the like top floor of the duplex. And he's like, well, I'm pretty sure I set it on the ledge of the balcony. And it fell off. And it's fucking dark outside, you know, it's three in the morning. (laughs) And so we're like, oh shit, okay, whatever. Uh, And then the next morning he comes in and is like, guess what? I found it. It just like had dropped into a planter. Like I just like dropped it into a planter that was on the deck. I found it. We we're all stoked. Great. <laughs> so like the funny thing up. is, is as we clear out, I'm one of the last people in the apartment and I see a bag of weed on the table and I think to myself, oh, is that our weed? I'm going to leave it there because if it's not our weed. Oh, I don't want to be the band that stole the weed. Never get booked again. Yeah, yeah that yeah. we say that. And and wait, you didn't ask anyone. I, you know, Nobody I was, just spaced. Yeah, yeah no one was around. Everyone tried to walk in. Were you yeah, yeah, it was one of those things. No, <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> Maybe would have made the right decision. And then that night, Ricky says, "Oh fuck, I think I lost the weed again." <laughs> one of like ten instances of like, oh. Fuck. Like searching <laughs> yeah. pockets or like the slow reveal of, oh, I had it all along. Like yeah. there's just no, no semblance of like, ob- like, you know. There were there were <laughs> a couple permanence. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, Ricky's pockets yeah. are like 
magic. <laughs> yeah, absolute Rick, magic. Got it's it's fantastic. Sticky Ricky. It's, it's, it's heading to New York too. Yeah, and van keys, drugs, <sighs> all the things. That's basically all you need on tour. You yeah, can really borrow true. instruments. Yeah, you need your van true. keys and your drugs. Gotcha. <laughs> Have you ever moved out of a place and found drugs? Uh, I, I found other things, but not drugs. Once I was moving out of an apartment I lived at for like seven. You didn't want to hear the story. You wanted to tell it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, it was a setup. That's yeah. why I didn't respond to what you said. It's oh, funny. Right now they're all like, "Okay, wait. What could have Pete said? What could have Kenny said? Wait, wait. Where did? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what he found in his apartment. But we'll get back to that. Um, no, we can you go first. Where'd you find your apartment? I found uh, a small bag of Coke and uh, a partial bag of mushrooms. This is when you're uh, moving out? I'm moving out. Score. Yeah. They were shoved in like, you know, like uh, like my, like the desk, uh, the, like the main drawer, like not the side and the sides, mm-hmm. but the like one in the middle. It was just shoved way in the back. each huh. one. And I'm like, when are each of these from? Uh, and so uh, it was great. And then I had them for a while and then I did them both in the same night. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, it, it, was, it was like okay, it was, and it was like my final cutting the cord from that apartment because I'd broken up with someone. It was like that's good. Did you do them that night at yeah. Nicole's? What? Um, it was at the going away party of that house. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that um, the house up on Fourteenth, the firehouse? No, no, no. It's the house I moved into after that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was right before I moved into the house on Fourteenth. Uh, when I moved into uh, my apartment that I was in before the one that I'm in now um, I found I mean not really that much interesting stuff there's like lots of phone books there was uh, wait, there wait, was, that's the least interesting thing I think it's interesting that there's lots of them in well, no, of multi- they arrived I did find a baking no, sheet with bacon on it I bet I know why there's a bunch of phone books because there's that one time that Dax the phone book Dax delivered phone books in a tote and everyone was like, oh, a free tote. And so that was the, the only oh. reason they took them in. I bet that person took their whole buildings, all of them, just to get the totes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's crazy. The person doing it, you may be knowing about that. <laughs> if there's two things I know about, it's fucking totes. And yeah, shit. I know how to get totes. <laughs> uh, I, I also left behind a lot of things in my old apartment. I left behind a, like, 22-inch silicon fist. Which is used for fisting. <laughs> you got it. Uh, that I had. Since, I hope I don't. That I had since I was eighteen. Wait, did I just sign up for something that I? Uh, I got a lot of. I, I left a lot of furniture. I left. I left like multiple instructions on how to get to the roof. I left Wait. a floor. A floor that was destroyed by paint and and var- and like uh, turpentine. Was it wet paint? No, it was dry by that time. <laughs> Too soon. Wait, no, I went way back. Too soon. Okay, so you were in wet paint. How did the decision come to reunite for the Cairo like end, of, end last show? Were you just like, fuck it, it's the last show, let's just reunite? Jamie, uh, the vocalist who lives in Vancouver now and had moved up there about two and a half years ago to get her MFA, emailed or Facebook messaged. Faxed. Yeah, yeah. faxed, sent a fax to myself and Christopher, the drummer, um, after the blog post was made from the owners of Cairo announcing that the store was closing, and they had said at the end of the blog post, you know, we'll probably have, like, a big blowout show if anyone wants to have a reunion, and then parentheses, <laughs> Wet Pain and Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, and and they called us out in particular because we were kind of for the first few years that Cairo really became a thing, sort of like the house bands almost. We played well, there a lot. So uh, we have listeners all over this goddamn world. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain what Cairo is just really quickly. Cairo was. is or was a clothing store boutique that also served. Uh, as a music venue and an art gallery located on Capitol Hill in Seattle. And they just passed their eight-year anniversary and closed their doors. Um, it's also where uh, Gems and I met. It's true. And is probably the reason why... We're a band. We're a band. Yeah. It's true. 
so anyway, so you get the facts. So they so they post a blog post. We're closing. Blah blah blah. We'll probably have the last show. It'd be cool if these bands yeah. had a reunion. Jamie, the vocalist, messages us and says, "Do you want to do a reunion?" Which is funny because when I found out. A week prior, I found out before everyone else because I work there or work there. <laughs> that, that's good because that's not always the case. I mean, Garo is run is, True. Is a nice place with good people. But right. Not always are, the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people find out from their te- friends texting them, I just saw this blog post. Holy shit, are you okay? Wait, what are you talking about? Um, uh, but so I, I had joked saying, yeah, right, that's never going to happen. And then I get a message from the vocalist saying, hey, do you want to do this? I've been kind of like thinking about my life because she just graduated, you know, with her master's. Do you know what her GPA was? <laughs> I don't. Uh, if, you know what, if you know what the GPA was, please email <laughs> Accents on Purpose podcast at gmail.com. And I really do hope that Accents on Purpose at gmail.com is getting all these weird requests and emails. They'll finally give us the email address. address. I offer them a $2 bill. But anyways, uh, back to the reunion. Uh, so we said, why, why the hell not? How many practices did you have? Seven or eight. Oh, that's good, actually. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Some people's okay with it. Yeah. No, I'm just saying some people would have been like two, you like approve. fuck it. People like it, they yeah. like it, they don't. But paint's way too complicated. This to is just yeah. yeah. This band had really high standards for itself too. So it I think was, you just threw some shade on your bandmates no. sitting next to you. No, <laughs> <laughs> not we, like these guys. Because we have pretty high standards too. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm noticing a pattern, mm-hmm. and I'm noticing that you're at the center of that pattern. <laughs> Uh, were you in Footwork too? I was. Uh, so that album with Jamie as the vocalist is still one of my favorite like releases from Seattle ever. Whoa! I, I listen to it to this day all the time. I think it's whoa. Um, I saw. I only saw Footwork once, and it was your last show in the December uh, at um, the Black Lodge. It was like, I think it was like. December 6th or something and it was okay knowing the specific no 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 because I I have been listening to that record for so long and then I finally got to see you all live and Jamie saying you don't have to move your chair back and Jamie saying and it was like I can't remember you guys were going on hiatus because someone was going was leaving and going somewhere Vancouver um uh Hong Kong oh um so that's weird because I don't think so what what paint slash show was in December uh, I don't think Wet Paint played that time. No, no, um, they they were. Maybe I have it mixed up. Footwork, then. yeah, Footwork followed Wet Paint because I'm pretty sure, if I recall, that Footwork went further into the year. But well, I all could, I wanted to I say was wrong. that was an amazing band, and I hope is that doing a reunion show anytime soon? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, damn. no and Wet happened. Paint is done <laughs> forever. <laughs> I what if Cairo reopens? Just for the listeners <laughs> out there. Would you play the opening part? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that, though, because actually uh, with uh, a, a lot of the news that's happening right now, Jamie had m- messaged Christopher and I uh, about, about a week before the Cairo show suggesting that we cover a footwork song Black Triangle, yeah, because that song in particular is about street harassment, and uh, Jamie thought that it would be pertinent to throw that into the mix to kind of have some social commentary. But the bands are just like too different, and yeah. we decided not to do that. But also one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. It's, it's a great song. song. Hey Gary, can you pull it up? All right, let's take a listen.
is the cut. That is the cut. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now, if anyone's ever had a double kick in Street Fighter, can you raise your hand? <laughs> this is my favorite goddamn game in the entire world. A double kick in yeah. Street Fighter? Yeah. Is that a... Wait, hold on. What are you getting now? Check your notes. Checking my notes. Uh, also, Aiden and I were playing Street Fighter and managed to get a double KO. Oh! oh. That was insane! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, you KO'd each other at the same we time? We KO'd each other at the same time, which I, I think is, there's a, like, it's... Is it a glitch? Yeah. No. <laughs> it was real. It happened... It happened, it happened to Ricky and I. Uh, the same <laughs> house... Uh, from which, by the way, this played a show uh, with this band. Wonderful, wonderful band. Bleep uh, out the part from early about buying drugs from that member. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, we played a show with in that like really nobody was at, but uh, Ricky managed to play until his pants fell down. Not a joke. Uh, and then we were all after. After the show, hang out in the, the house, the back room of which had like a ping pong table and Street Fighter 2 and a dragon fruit plant just like chilling in the back. By the way, dragon fruit is like. I, I, I hate it when a dragon fruit plant isn't chilling. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so it's fun. Mad. It really stresses me out. Yeah, it's like, but they, fucking chill. It looks like it, they look. The fruit, dragon fruit themselves look like Pokemon fruit, they look like they're not real. But they're also like nineteen ninety nine a pound, so it was pretty rad to just have them like fresh and ready to go. But anyway, they had a Street Fighter two there, and Ricky and I were playing pretty stoned and drunk. This must have been like three thirty in the morning, and we KO'd each other, which is not a euphemism, <laughs> dude. That's all good. I understand. There's I got a cat on my lap out. right now. There's the story. Chill, anger. This cat, this uh, house was the coolest though. Imagine um, like the the, the Lost Boys world oh. in Pinocchio. Oh my god, or, was, there, or, was there a shirtless man playing saxophone? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, or like where the Foot Clan hideout. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. TMNT. Like, right? Have fun. They yeah, had exactly everything. That, they had like, like thousands of records. They had arcade yeah. games. They had a beautiful yard. They had. They played a great band. That was also the night that we had buzz balls. God. Oh, buzz balls. I oh. bought the buzz balls. Yeah. Do you geez. know about buzz balls? No. Yeah. The caffeinated thing? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's like caffeinated malt liquor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like Mad Dog 2020 yeah. with like It tastes so bad. We had like eight of them out on this pool table, and everyone was trying different ones, and I don't think anyone had them. They were all no, yeah. yeah. They were the... And they tasted they like... Was I like, had friends that used to drink those all the time, like friends I lived with that like love them. I they're them so disgusting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess they're But I wanted to know they're my friends, too. <laughs> Friends, I live with. Uh, so okay, uh, we're, we're we're running out of time. Oh, um, God, but um, I do want to talk about other projects. So I like to play this game where I try to walk from one end of Capitol Hill to the other and not see an analog tote. <laughs> and it is fucking impossible because every twentieth person. In that's, Capitol Hill, has an analog tote. That's a hot tote. And I believe tote, you made or designed I did, it. I designed that tote bag. Yeah, I, I made that hot tote. Uh, and you do know a lot about tote bags. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, we, uh, for our listeners in uh, Omaha, uh, Analog Coffee is uh, a coffee shop in Seattle that's really great. Uh, had the owners on as a guest, so go to that episode and listen to it. And then yeah. come back to this point in the podcast. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I work at Analog, and uh, they uh, they asked me. To, I, <laughs> I, I hang out at Analog for money. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's like a thing Ashton Kutcher would have said. <laughs> and they asked me to design a tote bag for them, and I turned in the final design to them very late, as I am wont to do. And, and the tote uh, bag company was like, we're about to stop the presses. And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Wait, I, yeah, how is late involved in fucking making a tote? Well, actually, I know the, a lot the, about the, design, the design came on time. I was going to, to print them myself with my business partner, uh, Michael Heck, of Pity Party. And his uh, screen printing machine would not work. So 
the timeline of we'll have this out before Christmas became <laughs> you're making a really funny face. became the timeline of we'll have this out before Christmas so that everybody can buy their mom oh. a cool tote bag became uh, we'll have this out before the analog five year anniversary in June. Uh, so uh, we ended up having them printed uh, separately, but I did I did do the design. I do I do a lot of design work. How does a silk screen not work? <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful question, Gems. So, before before you, I'm going to turn the tables on you, girl, because because if you're printing on fabric, you have to have a platen. You can look that up. Uh, that fits the garment that you are working on, and the platen that uh, Michael had in his studio uh, was too wide to fit into the inside of the tote bag. Mm-hmm. Thus, much frustration was happened was happened upon. <laughs> we found Ooh. we found you dancing. <laughs> we were adventuring. Was the queen notified? We, <laughs> <laughs> we happened upon much frustration, and we ended up having to get Dear to the by a third party. Had much frustration. <laughs> when will this damn war be over? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, screen printing can go quite awry. Yeah, it sounds sounds crazy. Yeah, it was wild. (laughs) I live a wild life. Oh, and then, uh, wait, speaking of printing, uh, I do want to cover um, your printing press. I run, so with my business partner, Michael, I run a publishing and printing company called Cold Cube Press, which I was on a little while ago talking about. uh, And we publish comics and poetry and art books. And we We also do, like, work for hire. Yeah, we we, we print stuff for hire. where the printing side of the business funds the Kinkos, so the Kinkos. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't know Mr. Freudian was going to show up. Oh my God, Kinkos is taking so much of my money. Uh, no, the printing side of the business pu- funds the publishing side of the business. And what I was going to say is, if you could imagine the people at Kinkos taking all that money and funneling it into... Aiden's taking a lot of heat right yeah, now. He's taking a lot of heat. He's staying on topic and I applaud him. Everyone's just sort of smiling at him waiting for him to mess up again. Yeah, well, I know. Hey, smiling too soon. They might be... No, smiling Smiling is in a cocoon right now. Oh, no, no, no. We're di- because uh, I want to I can't think of... What's the, uh, the fucking... Cold Cube Press. Yeah, but no, the, the, the fanzine... What's that? Oh, oh, yeah. So one of the print jobs that we did is uh, a, a uh, zine called Disrupt. Which is, uh, which is one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a great. long time. Very well designed, very well printed. I might add, it is very oh, well printed. Heavens. No, it is very well printed. Uh, it has very good photographs mm-hmm. of Seattle bands, but then printed in this beautiful way. It looks like, I think I told you this. It looks like if Rhino was doing a retrospective of a punk band, and this would be the booklet in the box set. Totally. But it's a fanzine yeah. and it's beautiful. And the the yeah. the guy that we uh, that that put it all together, he took all the photos and des- designed the whole thing. Is a guy named Lucas Reef, who is a friend of mine. He lives in Tacoma. He lives in on the east side, oh, okay. I believe. He's right. he is younger than us. He's a a wunderkind. He is. Uh, he's starting college this fall. Um, dorm room his, yeah he'll be we're actually I actually got a text message from him today asking when he could get the files to me to start printing the second issue of Disruptor awesome. so we'll see how where can goes. you get the first issue is it all is it all gone he usually sells them just at like punk shows so and usually uh, certainly seeing as how he's 18 all ages shows um, so Black Lodge Vera Project I, he might even be sold out by now because it is so beautiful. <laughs> it's uh, a photo. Um, yeah, there there are two really great photos of members of Nail Polish. Of yeah. Two members of Nail yeah. Polish. Oh! Yeah. Really great photos oh. of just two members of yeah. Nail Polish in there. Well, the two oh, most yeah. photogenic <laughs> members. The two <laughs> most <laughs> photogenic members are represented well. Ooh. You alright? <laughs> Uh, and then okay so I do we were running out of time but uh, I do want to go to the mailbag go to correspondence corner um this uh letter which we get we get like 500 letters a week oh I'm just gonna read I am well I'm not counting 
find the postcards and the bills. That's right. The bills. <laughs> <laughs> How does this studio have this many goddamn bills? We don't even have internet. <laughs> that tower costs me a lot of money. <laughs> Each watt has its own bill. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to grab a letter off the top. Uh, this one comes from uh, Kim Tran in Cleveland. Uh, it says, Dear Danny, so my friend showed me a comic zine she had gotten on the first day of line work, and I thought it was really cool, so I took a picture of it to look up the author. Oh, a quick Google search tells me that it was by Aiden. That Aiden guy you introduced me who's in nail polish. The world is so small. Very small world. Uh, so, yeah. Um, your eight line, uh, line works? What was line, line work? Line work uh, Northwest is a comics festival in Portland that I went down to. And uh, was Cold Cube was tabling out a little bit. I was kind of there just... Uh, Rub shoulders and shake babies and kiss hands. Do the do the networking thing. Shaking <laughs> 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 babies. See monster. what I did there? I, I switched them around. I switched uh, around yeah, the verbs. Uh, you know, there's an old Cleveland band called Shaking Baby. They were a dance group. Shaking Baby. Like they're like no, a baby oh, like shaking. Shake, like shaking like shake the rump. Shaking the rump. Yeah. Oh, you are like seventy-two years old. <laughs> Seventy-seven <laughs> this October. Oh, yeah, I thought you were at 77 when Independence Day came out. Yeah. You know what? You have your fact checkers. We'll be in mediation and we'll go through the transcript. Um, Sloan, any last words? All right, she didn't say. Okay. Uh, it has been another uh, week of access on purpose. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. No, no. Yeah. My name is Dan. Hey, I'm Joseph. And um, uh, keep one finger on the pause button, one foot in the grave. Thanks for listening. He's too smart for his own good.